Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Friday. Happy payday to half of you. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi, not us. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for being with us. It is CHGO Rank Week. Today is the final day of our rankings. I know everybody's very sad, and we're going to end the day. We actually have to program shows next week. Yeah. Hey, there's some stuff I've been wanting to get to, though, all week. Oh, yeah. Delaying all the news from this week to next week is wonderful. And, of course, we got (laughs) Mailbag Monday through Thursday coming up. Yes. As we always do. We have no show Monday. Oh, man, mailbag Tuesday through Friday. Oh, boy. All right, next week's done. We'll be bleeding into the preseason with this rate with all the news we got to cover. We still got to do division previews at some point, too. Yeah, you think we should do that at some point? We did the one. We did last year. Let's go back and listen to those. Yeah, that's pretty much the same. (laughs) All right, before we get to our 10 most memorable trades in Blackhawks history, that's the topic for uh, discussion today. The list is complete. The top 25 athletes of all time in Chicago I guess I should just go 25 to 1 here real quick. If you want. Sure. All right. Here we go. Ready? Okay. All right. All right. I like that. Oh, you're going to just pull up the list, yeah. There it is. All right. Here we go. Number 25, Candace Parker. Number 24, Richard Dent. Number 23, Dan Hampton. Number 22, Tony Esposito. Number 21, Ron Santo. Number 20, Minnie Minoso. Number 19, Derek Rose. Number 18, Billy Williams. Not Billy D. Williams. Number 17, Devin <laughs> Hester. He'd have been higher. <laughs> Number 16, Fergie Jenkins. Number 15, Duncan Keith. Too low. Number 14, Brian Erlacher. Number 13, Ryan Sandberg. Number 12, Bobby Hull. Number 11, Sammy Sosa. Number 10, Stan Makita. Number 9, Dick Butkus. Number 8, Gail Sayers. Number 7, Scotty Pippen. Number 6, Jonathan Taves. Now here's the top five, which was revealed today. Number 5, Patrick Kane. Number four, Ernie Banks. Number three, Frank Thomas. Mm. Number two, Walter Payton. And number one, you guessed it. Who? Tuomo Rutu. Ah, number I one. Knew it. I, oh, I'm sorry. That was my list. <laughs> Michael Jordan, of course, is the uh, all time. Jordan, the uh, Carolina Hurricane? Yes, that one. Yes. And Michael B. Jordan, the actor. Michael Jordan. And as you could predict, everyone in the comments just totally agrees with oh, the yeah. list. Yep. 100%. No one has said anything uh, completely insulting and over the top about a sports list at all. 100% agreeable. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's handling this with class and dignity and grace, just as we expected. I will say, uh, somebody did mention this on on the old Twitter machine. And, Lawrence, you were part of that show. I think a big sort whiff of. on our part yep. to not have a single 2016 Cub. Um, I honestly was about 1,000 degrees. That was uh, It was a little hot in here, and I was not in a good place. And that's I didn't an have excuse. a microphone, so I'm gonna. that's my excuse. Yeah, I, you know, I think, so looking back on it, I'm a Cub fan. I made my list, and I don't really remember my list, but I think I had Rizzo on there. But there, there should have been somebody. I think the problem with that was they were all so important 
from Arietta to Bryant to Rizzo, even like Javier Baez to an extent, John Lester, that they all maybe kind of canceled each other out. And it was such a short run. It was short, yeah. It was short. It That's was the such other a thing. short run. There was like when you look at the guys on that list, it was like four, it's it's about fourteen to like eighteen, basically. Yeah, and it was you know yeah. I mean, you look on that list, and it's all about guys who did it for a long time. You know, mostly. You know, uh, Thomas at three, eh, maybe a little high for well, me. Yeah, but I, 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 Herb, Herb was, I voted for Frank Thomas in my, on my list. I, he was on I, my list. He was in my top ten. Yeah, I think he was in my top fifteen at least, but. Three? But Herb Tom- put up an argument that he was, and he put up a good argument, maybe the best right-handed hitter of all time, did it in an era where everybody was cheating and he was not. So a lot of the I stuff he did he get overshadowed there. by the big home run numbers and everything like that. Sure. When you really go back and look at it, Frank Thomas is one of the all-time greats in the game of baseball. He really he like, was. and yeah. he. I think he hurt himself a little bit by being a little bit surly, a little bit salty during his career, which is understandable because he had Jay Mariotti up his butt twenty four seven. Everything he did was wrong. So usually do it. Yeah, and just you're on the White Sox, so you feel like you're sort of second fiddle in town. Like he had some reasons to be bitter, and I think that hurt his standing in the eyes of a lot of people. But Fred Thomas is, is a, was a wonderful ball player, the greatest Chicago White Sox of all time. I don't think there's a debate about that. I don't think so. Um, He's number three on our list, so that's official. I just, I, maybe it's my north side bias, but I don't know how Ernie Banks isn't ahead of Frank Thomas. I agree with you. Like Frank Thomas – I mean, again, we're arguing. I had Frank at 11 for the record. We're, 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 <laughs> I think I had him in the top 10. I had him like 50. I had six. him too low on my list for sure. Um, he might have been 11 or 12 for me. But, like, he's, again, what's really the difference between three and six in a list like this? Well, a lot. Just a number. Three. So much. But, you know, I would have I would have definitely had Ernie Banks ahead of him. And I would have been fine with Frank at four or five. That's I think he slots in somewhere around there. He definitely deserves the accolades. He was a tremendous ball player. You know, the most feared hitter in all of yeah. baseball for a good eight to ten years. And for the yeah, for those that didn't don't know how the list was made, every CHGO employee was polled. Uh, everyone submitted their own top twenty-five, and then that was sort of made as like an aggregate. And then today on a CHGO sports show, me and Herb and Kevin and Carm uh, kind of went through, and ah, maybe this guy needs to be up down. We kind of whittled it, but. It's tough when you have that many people voting with that varied of an age gap. Yeah. Like, I'm 45, and I think I'm the second oldest person, ha. maybe behind Luke. <laughs> How old are you? No, Lawrence is like uh, 55. I'm 1,000. You're 1,000? Yeah. You look good for 1,000. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> look I would have guessed a day over 800. A lot of neutrophil. <laughs> a lot of neutrophil. Yeah, I mean, long hair, and like Lebowski hair. 5 says, isn't Duncan Keith a much better hockey player than Sammy Sosa was a baseball sure. player? Sure. Yes, but, but you're... Sammy Sosa had a much bigger cultural it's, sure it's, it's like cultural impact, impact yeah. matters like yeah. there's there's a lot that went they, into it they never broke into the to regular scheduled program for a duncan keith shot on goal like they did for sammy sosa home run. yes uh, or a slap pass right yeah. <laughs> um I w- for anyone that's really fired up about it don't be yeah it's just an exercise in so conversation talking heads opinion on things yeah in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter but it no. was fun and if you want to really kind of really see our process list it's over. We don't have to sell it anymore. It's go, uh, go, go listen to the CHGO Sports Podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube. It was published today. Uh, give it a listen and hear some of the discussion, and maybe it will lend a little bit of clarity as to how the process was done. Yeah, anyway. And, and to Larry's comment, the list needed a bear from the 40s. Would, any, would anyone be able to intelligently speak about a bear from the 40s? Sid Luckman, greatest bear of all time, right? Yeah, that's, so that's what one of the things that um, 
yesterday we were, we were kind of going over this and like Kevin was like kind of upset that like he didn't get Luke Appling involved into this. And I like, voted for Luke Appling on my 25. And, and Sid Luckman, he mentioned, and as, as you say, Mario, like I said, well, you know what? They can't complain at us on Twitter because well, yeah, look, at, passed, so <laughs> feel like, free to come up with I mean, your I'm own sorry. correct list then. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you want to, if you want to uh, segment it by, you know, playing eras, then do that. Yeah. On your own list, say greatest Chicago sports uh, athletes that your grandfather from, knew. Yeah. Yeah. That, that your great grandpa watched. It's hard for me to vote for guys I never got to see play. Exactly. Yeah. Like we did our list, and it was I for a lot of you know some of the some of the players. Like I never saw Tony Esposito play right. in person, but I know of him and and know people that have spoke of him that have seen them play. But I mean, you talk about. Red Grange and why isn't Red Grange on the list? Because no one here ever saw him play. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. Is how do you at, at, and at some point, players from the 30s and 40s are surpassed by the modern yeah, day players. There's nobody alive left to tell us time. About time moves on. And when you get into baseball, I have a huge issue with really anything before yeah, the game Robinson. got integrated. Yeah, exactly. Like what sure, are we talking yeah. about here? You know what I mean? When people it's, say it's Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player ever, I just I immediately throw it out the window he never he never played against all of the best competition yeah so anyway these things are all uh subjective right subjective objective i always get those mixed up subjective subjective, subjective. subjective. i got it right to your opinion nice i did it um all right Lewis so University, let's uh, get to our hawks education. list because that's why you're here yeah we've got a list that will be no debate about whatsoever <laughs> no, <laughs> no debate not. uh so the way we did it if you missed it earlier in the week is we uh the three of us submitted our top 10 memorable trades, best goalies, whatever. And then Greg uh, fired up, fired up the Boysonator 2000 and the machine churned out the results. <laughs> and that's what we have right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Friday. Let's get weird. Well, we did. Uh, All right. Uh, number achieved. 10 on the list. And boy, uh, yes, most he, memorable trades. We should preface that these are not the best trades in Blackhawks history. These they are, are most certainly, memorable. Certainly they not. There's more bad ones than good ones. Memorable. That just, that just gives you the, an idea of the trade history the Blackhawks have had over the past 50, years. You guys were years. giving me, like, acid reflux. That's why we saved it for yeah. Friday. So you yeah. can have your three-day weekend and drink yeah. away your memories I mean, of wait, this list. Wait till you see some of these photos I pulled for these. It's, it's a lot. I can't nice. wait. It hurts. I'm excited. All right. Uh, so get your barf bags ready. Um, yes, please do. Number 10 on the list, 2016, the Blackhawks trade Philip Deneau and a second-round <sighs> pick that turned out to be uh, Alex Romanov to the Montreal Canadiens for Dale Weiss and Thomas Fleischmann. Wonderful. I, I, I hate this trade so much. So, so much. Not that Dale Weiss sucked his entire career. He, was a, he had one good year in Montreal. Yep. And then he comes here and was just a complete bag of suck. And then had the nerve to blame Joe Quinville the next year. Here's your bag of oh, suck. Oh, Joe Quinville, he made me really bad as you're getting demoted to the AHL by the Flyers. Like, well, guess well, what? If you want to blame Joe Quinville, blame him for getting the trade done in the first place. Right. He wanted, He's going to refuse yeah. to play young players and wanted these veteran gritty guys for the playoffs. <laughs> There you go. Thomas Fleischman, I didn't mind. Thomas Fleischman had flashes of like, hey, this guy might do something here. He scored a couple goals, but just invisible when it mattered. He was a guy. Dale Weiss was, was a, it, it, just a stiff. I think the, the, the worst part about it was the short-sightedness of the trade because he, as soon as that trade was made, 
I remember just being like, why are we getting rid of this young, effective, two-way center, the guy who could be the next Marcus Kruger or better when we have a busted-down Marcus Kruger that's not like he has, he's on one good wrist? Well, why are you choosing to stick with him and bring in these old guys on a rental to get rid of a valuable second-round pick? And get rid of a, a young, a young two-way center that, as you see, what Philip Deneau has done in his career, uh, he's become one of the best top five defensive centers in the league right now. Like, and he's added some offense to his games. Yeah, in L.A. He's got. Uh, let me do some quick math here. Forty-five goals over the last two seasons. It's not bad. Which is almost what he scored his entire How time. Many in career goals does Marcus Kruger have? Six. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, and this yeah. is one of my main criticisms of Stan Bowman. Oof. Here's a dollar. Ooh, it's been a while. That is a dollar. A dollar. Yikes. Where's the jar? I like Hold heard on. myself say it. Um, yeah. that, happened <laughs> in, jar. that happened in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt like it. I think I had like a stroke when I said it. Um, <laughs> is that, thank you. I have a dollar. I'll get it after I make my point because my old man brain can't keep two things in my head at the same time. Wow. Is the refusal to move the F on. Yeah. Say, all right, like, I get it. Keith, Seabrook, Kane, Taves, fine. Those guys are pillars. You live with them. You live with the decline. Marcus Kruger, okay. Nice yeah. part of the dynasty, great. But you keep him, you get rid of Philip Deneau. You had to get rid of Tavo Teravainen to get rid of Brian Bickle. Like, think ahead. And that's the, that was always my big criticism with him is you are looking at this thing two months ahead of you. Not two years or three years or five years. There was no plan beyond what was right in front of his face. And that's what made him a bad GM. And look, when they were all in their primes and the goal was win the Stanley Cup right now, fine. Mm-hmm. It worked out. You're willing to make some of those sacrifices. But as you get into 2016, 17, and it's clear the team's not what they used to be, that's the time where while these guys still have high value around the league, you move them out for maximum value. Instead, you hang on to guys too long. You move on from good young talent because you feel you owe these other veterans, you know, a spot just because they were here when you won. It's just, right. it's frustrating. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a connection to this trade that benefited the Hawks eventually. Uh, the second round pick that the Canadians used was for uh, Romanoff, who they was, was involved defensive. in that three-way trade at last year's draft. Um that got us the 13th pick. So essentially it got back to us for Frank Nazar. Yes. We traded Kirby Doc. There you go. Uh, I love that sound. Was that a Sacagawea? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> we traded. valuable? Yeah, the dollar. I mean, I don't know. I'll have sure. a five. I, I owe the jar uh You can say it four cents. more times. Yeah, just say it four, four more times. <laughs> I'm good. I, his name will come up <laughs> again. Yeah, there are some more <laughs> stinkers from him on this yes, list. Sir, Spoiler are. alert. Yeah. So, yeah, that trade sucked. I mean, I don't think keeping Philip Deneau would have changed much overall. I mean, he would have eventually been traded in a rebuild, but it would have sure. been, ni- been nice to have him. Yeah, I mean, he could have he could have helped in that 2016, 17, 18 stretch yeah, of time. Yeah, another guy besides Jonathan Taves that could, that could win face-offs win and, face-offs, and kill, kill penalties. penalties. Yeah, it would have been nice. It could have taken yeah. a little pressure off of him. Would have been nice. All these trades were good because they ultimately ended up with Bedard, my friends. Sure. All right, number nine on the list. Uh, play that game. And this is probably higher for older fans in the audience. The Hawks trade Phil Esposito to the Bruins with Ken Hodge and Fred Stanfield. The Hawks get back uh, Gilles Moreau. 
Pitt Martin and Jack Norris. So the Hawks get a good player back in Pitt Pitcher. Martin. Oh, wait, that's Jack Morris. Uh, that's that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, but Phil Esposito went on to be one of the all-time greats in the game. And Ken Hodge was pretty damn good for this. Yes. Bruins too. Yes. So this, has gone, this goes down as one of the worst trades in NHL history, yeah. not just Blackhawks history. But it was – this was the Arthur Wirtz era. But it was the same old story. Phil Esposito wanted fair market value. They said no, and they traded him to Boston. And Pitt Martin was a really good longtime hawk, very popular. Um, but he wasn't know, Phil Esposito. But he wasn't Phil Esposito. He wasn't even Ken Hodge, to be honest with you. And then Esposito went on to uh, just dominate the league. I mean, he was, re- he was good with the Hawks, but he was – Legendary with the Bruins. Yeah. 76 goals in 1970, followed by 66, 55, 68, and 61. It's pretty good. That's a good stretch. <laughs> uh, f- over a five year stretch, he had 152, 133, 130, and 145, and 127 points in back to back to back to back seasons. Jeez. Like, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. That's and he could have been on a team with Stan Makita and Bobby Hall. He was for a couple years. Um, he, he could have played with his brother. They never yeah. got to. They never got to be teammates. But uh, what could have been? And then you look at what Ken Hodge did. You know, they won uh, two Stanley Cups together. All Ken Hodge did was uh, score 289 goals and 674 points in 652 games for the Bruins. So a point per game guy. Also pretty good. Yeah. So you gave up a, one of the greatest players of all time and a point per guy, point per game guy, for. A good player. Yeah. Ugh. Not Yikes. That's probably be higher on the list, but again, age, we didn't see any of it. So, <laughs> uh, number eight, June 15th, 2016, the Blackhawks trade Tavo Taravainen and Brian Bickle to the Carolina Hurricanes for a second-round pick uh, that turns out to be Archer Kayumov. Yep. Uh, and a third-round pick, which the Hawks leader traded to Detroit for Thomas Yurko. Detroit used that pick to select Keith Petrozelli. So the Hawks basically get Arter Kayumov and uh, Thomas Yurko. So nothing. For Brian Bickle and Tavo Teravainen. Kayumov is still playing in the KHL. Yeah, a guy who barely played here and a guy who will never play here. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And, um, you know, I know everyone wanted Bickle gone because of the contract, but you had to move him. You had to move Teravainen to move him. And just from a hockey sense, you're losing two good hockey players. And getting nothing in return but a little bit of cap relief. Right. Yeah, I mean, knowing what we know now uh, about why Brian Bickle's game started to not be what it was uh, when he earned that contract yeah. uh, makes the trade feel a little different than it, than it did. But um, the, the immediate reaction was just you knew the kind of player you were, you were getting rid of in Teravinen. Like you saw, you saw it through that 2015, late season 2015 run. He, he kind of matured in the playoffs. And then that next season, it was just like, okay, full-time NHL player. A lot like, you know, Lucas Reichel, getting a full-time opportunity, getting a chance to kind of start showing those more, uh, those flashes more often, show some consistency see at the NHL level. And he had that, and then it was like, all right, now he's turning into something. Now he's gone. And then, you know, he's since he's been in Carolina, pretty darn productive. A like perfect I, hurricane. A perfect Carolina hurricane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 
it's uh yeah and then to you know in the trades to get basically nothing back from it it's that's that's a, a thing with a lot of these trades is making them and and getting the return on its own hurts but then especially with draft picks or prospects or whatever you're bringing back when they don't pan out it makes it even worse like right. like making making the trade on the whole like okay you get you know second round pick third round pick can make something of that there have been great second and third round picks uh but when you come back and it's nothing well see that that's the thing too is like if you if you must move bickle and they they did they were in a position where they had to do it why not throw in a first round pick or a second which is an uncertainty at least you don't know what you have and table terravine you knew you had a good player that was potentially getting significantly better, which he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. He's not a superstar, but he's in that B-minus tier of NHL players, I would say. Like, you know, you've got your Crosbys and your McDavids, and you've got your second-tier guys, and you're, yeah. he's probably in that third tier or so, like right around there, third or fourth tier. He's a top, he's a top six player on every NHL team. Exactly. Yeah. And you knew you had that. And, yeah, maybe, you know, they end up drafting somebody who t- turns out great, but – at least you know what you got in Teravine, and he's well, cheap, and you could have him for a long time. And it's again your just question, so short-sighted. To answer your question, why couldn't you just give up a first-round pick? They didn't have any because that guy was your general manager. Yeah, and Carolina knew. Nope, we want. They knew he was over a barrel, and yeah. they treated it as such. This trade was made in June of twenty sixteen. June fifteenth, twenty sixteen. They didn't have a first-round pick in 2016, did they not? No, because yeah, I mean, you could do. That's when they got. You can give them a 2017, or you know what I mean? Like, sure, you could. You could oh yeah, I get agree. creative aside but, from trading your top prospect that's already shown what he can do. No, I no, I, I agree. But you know, like Greg just said, to get creative. Yes. GM wasn't there. <laughs> creativity yeah. is not his middle name. Yeah. No, he who shall not be creativity. <laughs> he who shall not be creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven on the list. This is a good one. There we go. Yeah, we yeah, got good a good time. One. We do. Just yeah. for Alan we'll, K. We'll, here's yeah. a good one. We'll bring it up. Uh, March 21st, 1994. This is one of those trades that worked out for both teams. The Blackhawks uh, acquire Tony Amante and Matt Oates from the New York Rangers for Stefan Mateau and Brian Noonan. Those two would go on to win a Stanley Cup with the Rangers in 94. Mateau! Mateau! Yep. Steph- Mateau scores the most... His- the most memorable goal in Rangers history. Yes, yeah. and Tony Monte goes on to be <laughs> a one, tri- a one, uh, you know, a one, the one star on a, on a bad team for a long time with the Hawks. But Tony Monte was everything the Hawks thought they were getting when they traded for him. Probably a little bit more, actually. He was the number nine greatest forward in Blackhawks history. That's right. Yeah, yeah. according to a, a, us. A, a airtight list that cannot uh, be argued with. Professional list. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean. Very very fair return on 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 both uh, both sides of it. Rangers needed that extra oomph in their cup run. Ended up getting uh, just that and uh, coming away with the Stanley Cup. And yeah, Amani had quite the Blackhawks career. Uh, we talked about it or about him earlier this week and being you know that one star on some pretty subpar teams. Uh, as, a, as a guy that, you know, kept the Blackhawks relevant a, a little bit through those late 90s, early 2000s era. Yep. Too bad Matt Oates didn't play in the 60s because then the Hawks could have had Hall and Oates. At the yeah. Same time. <laughs> or you can play now and get Taylor Hall. There you go. Maybe Matt Oates is still around. All right, number six. Any uh, relation to Adam Oates? I don't, I don't think know. so because he would have been very similar in age. 
mm. right? Unless they're yeah, brothers. Adam Oates was playing in that time. Let's see. Brothers. Are you guys brothers? There's very little about Matt Oates. He's from Edmonton, Illinois, so I'm going to say no. No, okay. probably not. Then. Local boy. Hey, we got to yeah. keep him. He's from Chicago. Yeah, hey, hey, just proving the old hockey term, everybody's got to play for their hometown team. That's right. <laughs> uh, number Matt six Oates on the list. This is another one that worked out for the Blackhawks. Hey, there's our guy. See, we do have Hall and Oates right on our list. Back to back. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Blackhawks acquire Glenn Hall and Ted Lindsay from the Detroit Red Wings for Bill Preston, Hank Basson, Forbes Kennedy mm, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. Johnny Wilson. That guy's made up. He's not real. So you get Ted Lindsay, one of the greatest hockey players of all time at the end of his career. And then you get uh, who Glenn we Hall. deemed the second best goalie in Blackhawks history. Mr. Goalie. Mr. Goalie. Mr. Goalie. Glenn Hall. Yeah. yeah. He was expendable uh, in Detroit because they had Terry Sawchuk, who last time I checked was pretty, pretty decent. Good. Pretty damn good himself. Pretty good. Um, that guy has a very interesting life story, Terry Sawchuk. If you've ever... If you ever need a, a day to kill and read up on a <laughs> legendary player, you don't know a lot of details about Terry Sawchuk, one of the most interesting hockey he's players the, of he, all time. He's the guy of the very famous portrait photo of him with all his scars. Is that a real picture, yes. by the way? That's really There's his. No Photoshop. That was his face. Well, I didn't know if that, it was like you know makeup or anything. No, that was him. No, that, Terry okay. Sawchuk was. Oof. You talk about tough guys. Yeah, he's legendary. Yeah, he is uh, the he that is scary mask. Patient too. zero of a uh, hockey face. Yeah, um, but yeah, Glenn Hall came here set the record that no one's ever going to break 502 consecutive games as a goalie where he played every second of those 502 I mean it was back in the day where you had one goalie for your team the only way that you had a backup was if your starter got hurt yeah right uh it wasn't like if your guy if your starter gave up four in the first period you didn't sit him he played the whole game yeah, and that's that why they traded Wong. glenn hall in the first place because they had terry sawchuk so like yeah, they knew glenn hall was guys. good yeah but i'm pretty sure when that trade went down ted Lindsay was you know hey we're getting this you know hall of fame player he still was pretty good for the hawks was he on that 61 team I believe he wasn't. I think he went back. To, he retired and then went back to Detroit for a year. Yeah, he played sure. in Detroit in 64-65. Lindsey was gone for a couple was of gone. years. Yeah, he missed three years. Yeah, Traitor. He played uh, 59-60 for the Hawks, then went back to Detroit in 64-65. Mm. Yeah, okay. and scored 14 goals and 28 points in 69 nice games after sitting out for five years. Interesting. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Ted Lindsay, they, the Ted Lindsay Award is named after him, and he yep. is responsible. He started the uh, Players Union. That yes. was Ted Lindsay. So but did he ever win guy. his award? No. Because they actually did he ever win the award? They actually <laughs> didn't name it after him until it like was, five years ago. I yeah, know, it, I know. It was uh, formerly of the Luster B. Pearson Award. Yes. I love playing the old NHL games, and then at the end of the year, you go through the awards, and it's like all the old names of it and stuff. That's one of them. They should start to rename those. Yes. While I appreciate the history, at some point you should probably, you know, change the name to Gr- people that Gretzky, call it the, B- the BP Cup. Gretzky should have an award named after him he at should, some point. The Hart point. Trophy should be the Gretzky Trophy. Sure. Who is Hart? Top of your head. He was the guy that donated the Hart Trophy. Uh, it, uh, the Hitman. With the sharpshooter. There it is. Oh, is it Bret Hart? Yeah. Uh, keep it that yes. way then. No. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guy that it's named after got it named after him because he gave the league the trophy. So it's basically like the BP Cup. Yeah. <laughs> he paid for it, so it's named it wasn't, after him. It wasn't a hockey player. I think he was a governor in Quebec or something, and he gave sure. the league the trophy, and they said, we're naming it after you. What was his first name? I don't know. Kevin. <laughs> Owen. Who is Art Ross? Uh, I don't know. Just, he was genuinely He does the happy clouds, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Ah, yes. I believe Art Ross was an owner. Happy little a trees. A long-time owner Probably, of the team, I think. Yeah. But again, we should know who these people are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean... We probably should. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to give you the top five here That's in a moment. That should, that should be one of our final off-season shows. Is rename just, the awards. Is yeah. just, uh, rename the awards or or who who is this person? Who yeah. are you? Who the hell what is Con Smite? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a sunny side summer Friday, and boy, I cannot wait to punch the clock here and start enjoying my mm. products from sunny side. Who made us feel good from Chicago sports? How about this? Cubs currently up 4-1. Uh Cody Bellinger continues two for four with three RBIs and a home run. Should they? Cody Bellinger him? makes us feel good. Too late. All the time <laughs> this year. Talk He's about, been awesome. Talk about betting on yourself and winning. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope the Cubs uh, pay off that bet and keep him around for a few years. But Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high quality products i talk about this all the time and i was like you i did not know how to use a dispensary i didn't know what to ask for i didn't know uh what i wanted i didn't want to feel stupid so i put it off and put it off and put it off and i finally went in with a buddy and he said just come on it's it's super easy it's super nice and uh sunny side people whatever you're trying to find in your cannabis experience whatever sort of feeling you're looking to have they'll help you get it and they're not going to steer you wrong they make you, you know, feel confident in your purchase and your journey, and uh, you're going to get kind of an a la carte experience uh, from our friends at Sunnyside. No matter where you are, they will help you out with their easy online ordering and in-store pickup, and a great transparency loyalty, pro- transparent loyalty pro- program called Sunnyside Rewards. I like to talk about my favorite brands here, uh, my absolute favorite, the good news with the Fryer, uh, the Me Time, and of course the Counting Sheep gummies and vapes are just wonderful. If you have trouble sleeping, like I do every night of my life, because the only time I stop moving is to sleep, and that's when my brain tells me everyone's mad at me. So sometimes those Counting Sheep make you f- not feel that way anymore and let you relax and sleep through the night. It's wonderful. Also love those edibles from Mindy's, but they've got Cresco, High Supply, FloraCal, Wonder, Remedy. All fantastic brands. And now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use that code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. And that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. That is sunnyside.shop. Promo code CHGO25. Hey, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, if you are, we've got some great news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. And we're, we're talking to the team over at Ray Chevy, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you're going to pay when you walk into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership, saying things like, hey, are you a recent college graduate? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, the answer is going to be no. And that's when the other dealers wait, will raise the price on you. Shady, shady, shady. Saying the, pl- the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. What, Ray? That's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which will make the price lower than you see online. As one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicago's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy track models available starting at $21,495. 
And now through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing. Make zero payments until 2024. Plus, put no money down. And the best of all, pay zero. Nada. I can afford Zilch. That. Hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. And we should remind everybody that this is the last chance to go to CHGO Locker and get those shirts for $24. The sale ends uh, tonight, correct? Yeah, yes, at sir. the end of the day here. I think so, yeah. So jump on that sale. Everything in the locker, $24. That includes our... 98C design. Zero percent, zero percent financing on those shirts, too. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I do think that, like, what is it, that Shopify or whatever does offer financing if you order enough. It's weird. I Pay know, $3 could, a month could, for the rest of your life. No, yeah, you could do, like, you could four order payments. it, like, four payments. Yeah. I, yeah. I like them when, when they do that. Yeah. Four payments of $6. You can swing yeah. that. <laughs> and it's probably $6.95 because they got to make some money. financing plan yeah. for your T-shirt. So yeah. if money's tight, no excuse. Also, uh, diehards, if you signed up this week with our great deal we had for a couple days, thank you. Uh, take advantage right away of your membership and save 20% even off the sale price at chgolocker.com. All right, we're going to get into the top five here. And I will say, of the five, only three are excruciatingly painful. Only three. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> If I can like make a week with only three excruciating painful days, that's a good week. So not <laughs> that. We'll call that a win. Super chat from Logan. Uh, Thanks for your right. two bucks. Number five. Ah, oh, God, I still remember exactly where I was me. and what I was doing when this happened. January twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. I am a youth in my parents' basement listening to the Hawks pregame show, playing. I would believe PS one would be ninety seven. Yeah. Right. Playing a hockey game. Eddie Belfour gets traded. To the Sharks. Look at that picture. Oh, that's oh. brutal. <laughs> that that's is the brutal. day he was yeah. traded. That's brutal. Oh, that hurts. Oh, wow. I, I, like, like I said, I was going to throw up here. Twist the uh, knife. For, for those on the audio version, it is a photo of Ed Belfour in his the one and only Sharks, photo of Ed Sharks uniform and Blackhawks gear. Oh, the famous the, red, the eagle red eagle helmet. The big red eagle helmet and the mask, nice sorry, mask. We got teal, teal Sharks uniform. Well, the return on that one was... Uh, I bet it was great. Girl number 11. Urbe? No, Arthur Zerbe on that one? No. no. Ulf Dowen, who was actually decent. Ro- is that Rasmus's dad? It's spelled and pronounced differently, uh, so I'm going to say no. Dowlin and not Dowlin. Uh Michael Sikora, defenseman, Meh. and Chris Terreri. Is that what you put uh, spiders in? Here's the deal. That's a terrarium. <laughs> you talk about, like... Just making a trade to make a trade. That's it. That's maybe, it. just maybe, Michael Sikora. I'm trying to, uh, yesterday I was driving home, I was trying to think of a modern equivalent to Michael Sikora. It's Michael Kempney. Someone who's played in the NHL for a little bit and has shown promise, but by no means is a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe like Isaac Phillips. Yeah, right? I hope Isaac Phillips <sighs> turns out better than Michael Sikora. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, But I'm saying at the time... I mean, Sikora, I mean, was Sakura like in the NHL for a few seasons by that point? I don't think it was that many, actually. Yeah, I mean, he was thought of as like the centerpiece to the trade. Sure, I will say that. Uh, let's see, he had played. All right, he played three seasons with the Sharks before that. Only one full season, though. Mm. So, uh, in 95-96, 79 games, twenty points. 54 he was a big physical defenseman. Sure, that's what he was. Okay, and you could sort of project like, okay. This guy's 6'5", 225, big defenseman in the era in which the game was being played. You could see why he would be desirable for the Hawks. 
but it's still yeah, not enough that's tough. Yeah, no. for a Hall of Fame goalie in his prime. Unacceptable. Yeah, and that's the problem with. And Ulf Dahl was Michael Hanzus or whatever. Right, yeah. Old. Sec- second edition. Reliable old third liner. Second edition of Michael Hanzus right. from the yeah. Blackhawks. Ulf yeah. Dahlin is a guy that, like, you put on your fourth line when you're ready to make a Stanley Cup final run. Not, not acquire not what you for, want your, for your future Hall of Fame yeah. franchise yes. goalie who's yes. still in the prime of his career. Like you uh, trade Ed Belfort for Ulf Dolan in 2004, not 1997. <laughs> well, I remember, you know, in 1997, I'm, uh, Jesus, 20 years old, and I'm expecting, all right, they're tra- okay, they're trading Belfort, something but they're going to get something that's really yeah. going to help them in the future. And I heard it, I'm like, all right, like, okay, maybe Sakura turns even out like great. like a draft pick or nothing. No, it's just, ugh. Yeah, I mean, uh, and on the plus side, that trade work didn't work out for anybody. No. You know, Belfort finished the season with the Sharks and he was off to Dallas the next year where. It won a cup. They won a cup. So, uh, and, and went to a second cup final. So, yeah. uh, you know, things worked out for Belfort. Neither the Sharks or the Blackhawks benefited from the trade. It looked a lot worse for the Blackhawks because you're trading away one of your most popular players of all time, one of the best goalies in your franchise history. And the Sharks, probably their fans were excited, I'm sure. Like, holy crap. I mean, they're yeah, what? Right. They're sixth or seventh year of yeah. existence, and they're trading for yeah. one of the best goalies in the league. Their fan base had to be like, look at this. We're going for it. And <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't pan out. But, yeah, that trade sucked a lot. Uh, that, that was a trio of trades that uh, just yeah. almost killed my Blackhawks the, fandom. The, the, that one and two others that we will talk about. Yes. It's just to look back and, and to think about it and – uh, to not have experienced it like I did. You guys you guys experienced it in real time. I, you know, have, have read about it and heard heard about it, but to think like how much productive hockey all three of those guys had beyond those years of being traded, it's just like why? And I know why now, but it's just you just look at it from a hockey perspective and it's just like why would you do that? Yeah. Especially Money. knowing like the frustrating thing too is and I know we're rehashing 20-year-old stories, but that's what the show is about. Like, there was no salary cap, which Bill Wirtz hated. He wanted a salary cap forever. And it was like his, you know, last dying curse to the NHL was to like, get the hard cap to go through. But, like, you control the vast majority of liquor in Chicago. A combined $9 million or whatever it would cost to keep all three of those guys around. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. In, it's in, spit in the ocean to Bill Wirtz. In today's standards. He's got $9 million in his freaking couch cushions. Yeah, in today's standards, uh, I'm sure it would, it would sound like a lot, but in an era where if you have the money, you're allowed to spend it, I don't think this, this version of the Blackhawks would hesitate to put out that kind of money with no salary cap. Yeah. I yes. Agree. If there was no cap, the Hawks would have won 10 consecutive cups, my friends. Of course. All the Stanley Cups. They'd still be winning Stanley Cups. Yeah. <sighs> we wouldn't have had to trade Brian Bickle and Table uh, Teravainen. Just I, get rid of them. I did yep. see a couple comments about the uh, our, our pop, apparently very popular 98C shirts. Yeah. Uh, only has one size left. So we will uh, forward that information out yes, to the I people. Get it, get it restocked. To the people that are in charge of making sure there are more Arch! sizes available. We will... Uh, We'll get them on it. Apparently, mm-hmm. we uh, 
We are, those are flying off the shelves. I wonder why. It's a good shirt. It's a great shirt. I own it. I sold one at the golf tournament. I wore that to the golf outing, and go. one guy was like, I'm going to go and buy that shirt, and nice. he did it right there on his phone. Beautiful. If you want that shirt and many others, final day for the sale, $24. All, yeah, let's uh, hope we can get them restocked, or maybe they can at least CHGO add them to the locker. store and you know pre-order or something like that. Let's get yeah, that message over yeah, to the merch we'll department ASAP. Do. Maybe they can honor some orders. Mr. Merch. That would be nice. Uh, by the way, if you ever see anything like that, like in a merch shop or whatever, and you think we like we don't, we don't have any control of the merch here. It all runs out of Denver. So if you're trying to get something and it's not available, please let us know. Let us know. And we'll make sure that yep. the people in charge uh, find out about it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, right. let us know. They're going to need it. They're going to need. I think m- there's also the merch at allchgo.com is potentially an email address. The email? I think. Yep. That or, makes, if you're that di- if you're di- yeah. or if you're a diehard, uh, you can just shoot us a message in the Discord channel. We'll make sure too. it gets to yeah. the uh, right places. Uh, Edward's asking if we have three X's. I'm not sure about that particular shirt but they all do come in three x's or else i would have no chgo yeah they go up to four x actually up to four x on uh, all of our shirts so yeah right now we have two of the 98 center shirts left in a size small yeah so i'll get one for each calf so uh yeah i'm if they're not ordering more already which i have a feeling they probably know to get some more we'll definitely make sure that we (laughs) we're gonna need some a whole bunch more for October. Gonna need a bigger boat. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to it number just four. Me of the uh, Family Guy, where Peter learns he's fat. He's like, if I'm fat, then Stewie's fat, because we wear the same onesie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, December fifth, uh, two thousand five. One of the most one-sided trades in the history of the NHL. Yeah. The Flyers trade Patrick Sharp and Eric Maloche to the Blackhawks for a third-round pick, which was later traded to Montreal for Ryan White and Matt Ellison. Matt Ellison, I think, played single-digit games for the Flyers before calling it a career. I'm going to say, was it eight? He played seven games and had one assist. So the Flyers got one assist for Patrick Sharp. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, that... uh, Well, Ryan White eventually played for the Flyers. Yeah, and then Elton John wrote that song about him. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) a joke for the older people. Oh, I got it. In a roundabout way. It's time. Time has passed. I didn't think we were... Never mind. I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> All right. I think Maybe we were, I'm a bad guy. I didn't think we were going down that... It's not a, it wasn't a tasteless joke. It just wasn't a good joke. <laughs> a little bit of both. So, yes, that is... I yeah. don't know. I mean, that one is just laughable. So it's almost like Patrick lopsided. Sharp went back to the Flyers because he just felt bad. Yeah. Like, well, I got to give you something. Yeah, right. Like, right. <laughs> now that he's part of the front I think around office. 2011, they were like, okay, uh, since this has worked out really well for you and really bad for us, can you come back in 12 years and, and just we'll give you a job in the front office? Yeah. Sure. Just look handsome. That's your job. Well, that, You're the director of handsome. That's his reward. He's like, you know what? You guys helped me win three Stanley Cups by making this awful trade, so I'm going to come and and pass pucks at practice yeah. for, you for the next couple of years. Yes. And it w- and it's funny because it was, you know, at, at the time that he was traded, he wasn't thought of as like, oh, he's going to be a top top guy. Like he was he was he middle was of the lineup. The, he was coming I wouldn't com- say a gamble, but it was kind of the trade kind of felt like, all right, like this guy hasn't panned out for us and this guy hasn't panned out for you. It, it was like a change of scenery. Yeah, it was like thing. like one of one of the like minor league deals cuz yeah. you know, he was he was in the the AHL with uh with Philly's uh, AHL club at the time won won the Calder Cup in the lockout year, so good for him. He but, played, then, he, but then yeah, come comes over here and is just like, all right, well let's let's see what we got. Played sixty six games with the Flyers in three years, had fifteen points. Yeah. Then came to the Hawks and had five hundred and thirty two points in seven hundred and forty nine games. Number ten all time forward. That's right. 
according to the only people that matter. Yep. Number three on the list. This is another one that uh, worked out for both teams, you would say. Uh, the Blackhawks trade uh, Chris Chelly. No, I'm sorry. Savard gets traded by the Blackhawks to the Canadians for a second-round pick, which is Michael Pomichter, and the more popular player in this trade, Chris Chelios. Savard for Chelios. Savard goes on to Montreal, wins a Stanley Cup. Chris Chelios comes and patrols the Blackhawks' blue line as their captain is one of the greatest players in their franchise's history. Yeah. Yeah. Two all-time greats for the Hawks. Uh, Savard has his number retired. Chelios... Probably will. Should and will, I'm assuming. Yeah, he will. Number seven is going to be retired, and he will be on that banner. Yeah. No one should ever wear seven for the Hawks again. No, not at all. Never. Um, yeah, the, that was a, you know, Savard, we talked about him in our, our greatest forwards episode about how amazing he was for a six or seven year stretch of the 80s. And he was starting to come on the downtick. Telios had already been in the league for about what five or six. He already won a Norris. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was part of uh, of the uh, Canadians' run to the the, the cup in 1989. Um, so he he was already established, but hadn't hit his peak yet. So you traded away Savard, who was a superstar, but on the downslope of his c- career, and you got Chelios, who hadn't hit his peak yet, and you got him for his prime. Um, Absolutely. And as we'll talk here in a few minutes, you traded him way too soon. Uh, but it's, it's hard to argue uh, about either side of that, that trade because yeah. Savar got to go play for his, uh, hometown. Two, two guys going to their hometown team. See, all hockey players must play for their hometown team. That's right. Yes. Chelios from Chicago, Savard from the Montreal area. Yep. Um, he got to win a cup there. Uh, the, last, um, the last cup a Canadian team has won. Was that Canadian team? God, was it? The, oh yeah, Jesus. yeah, ninety three team. Yeah, you're right. That was the last right. cup. Um, so that a Canadian teams won. Um, and Any Canadian team, not just right. the Canadians. It's going to be probably be a little while longer before that happens again. But uh, yeah, knows. great. One of those trades where you could where um, you can be like, yeah, it worked out well for both teams. Worked out better for the Hawks. Yes, but at the time. It accomplished what both teams wanted it to accomplish, and then Savard came back for another run with the Hawks. You yeah. use an asset to trade for a need. Yep. You, you deal from a position of strength to address a weaker position. That's mm-hmm. how the trade worked. It worked out for both sides. Uh, all right, Chris Chelios is next on the list, but for uh, not as fun reason, <laughs> March 23rd, 1999, Chris Chelios uh, is traded by the Blackhawks to the Red Wings for a first-round draft pick that turned into Steve McCarthy. Yeah. Good old number five. Ian a first-round pick in 2001, goaltender Adam Monroe, and defenseman Anders Eriksson. Those are all memorable Blackhawks. big Hawks. bag of poop. Yeah. See, that's, Here's your bag of poop. That's what makes this trade 100 times nothing. worse. Because you got nothing for it. Anders Eriksson was a stiff. Uh, you know, he was a big guy. And, that's about uh, it. And and Detroit was like, hey, this, is gonna, this guy is a future franchise defenseman. And the Blackhawks were like, okay, we'll take them. <laughs> and then they take two draft picks and completely drop the ball on both of those. Swing and a miss. And that's, if you hit on one of those first-round draft picks and you get a guy that's a contributor for six to ten years, then that trade doesn't look as awful as mm-hmm. it does. But this trade and the, the next trade on our list 
you drop the ball on those first round picks and it makes it a hundred times worse. And of course, trading Chris Chelios, one of the most popular Blackhawks of all time, a Chicago boy, to the team he said, I will never play for the Red Wings. And then he goes and you trade him to the Red Wings, trade him to anybody else. Anybody. Anybody else. Literally Anybody. anyone else. Like, I would have had an easier time with Chris Chelios on the St. Louis Blues and the Detroit Red Wings <laughs> at that time. Yeah, because at least the Blues were going to do he never would have won a Stanley Cup yeah, with the right, Blues, sure, but he right, won multiple right. Cups with the Red Wings, which made it hurt even more. And then he goes to Wrigley Field with the Cup, and he's singing seventh inning stretch, and he's going to Pearl Jam concerts with the Cup. And it was like, that should be – he should be doing that. It's, it's crazy to think of because – you look back on this, and the Hawks' philosophy was, well, you know, he's getting old. He doesn't have much hockey left. And by standards, he was 36 years old when the Hawks traded him. 36 years old with a lot of miles, a lot of bumps. Um, and then he went on to play 10 more seasons in Detroit. Five hundred. He played 664 games for the Hawks, 578 in Detroit. In, in 2001-02, in his, in his 40 year 40 season he led the league with a plus 40 that's pretty good he was a effective defender until the day he retired now yeah. the offense went away right later in his career a lot of that also based on opportunity but if you look at his first few years in detroit average ice time 25 16 22 51 25 18 24 15 he yeah. was averaging 24 15 a night at age 41 it, it, it'd be as it'd be as if you traded duncan keith and he played another 10 seasons i think duncan keith could have played another 10 seasons if he wanted to i think keith would just didn't want to not be duncan keith anymore yeah. Yeah. when he started feeling like i'm not the same Good for him, too. I can respect right, yeah. that. Recognize it. Of yeah. course he could keep playing. Of course he could. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm not the same player I was. I, I just saw Duncan Keith up close and personal a couple weeks ago at Wrigley Field, and dude still got the arms, still in yeah. great shape. He yeah. probably still skates five I'm, times a week. Probably. It's like, what more? His thought of, like, what more is there for me to prove? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But Chelios, man, don't forget his stint with the Wolves slash Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. Who could forget? Yeah. Um, but. Just a legend. That trade sucked at the time. It hurt because it had to be the Red Wings. But then you had the hope of, all right, well, let's see what these first round picks are. Steve McCarthy never panned out. It was a under, you know, not a Steve uh, Mitchell, Ian McCarthy, whatever yeah, you want to call him. Yeah, <laughs> and then the same exact guy. And then you draft a freaking goalie with the other first round pick who never played a game in the NHL. Yeah. Just awful. And if I'm not mistaken, you had Monroe, Layton, and Anderson. Like, all drafted, like, within a very short range of time of each all, other. Yeah, they were all within a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, look at this trio. And Craig Anderson, it's funny. Like Craig Anderson still still playing. Leighton and Craig Anderson would have been fine for a while. Yeah. But. Yeah, you get you get the, uh, you, you draft in these first-round goalies, and then you trade for Jocelyn Tebow. Yeah. Because those guys you're drafting are no damn good. Right. Yeah, t- uh, Anderson was a late bloomer, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to reveal Mark number Richard's one next. Owned. Craig Anderson. Yeah. I used to live right near his parents. And when he was a Hawk, he had two S's in his name because he figured if his name looked Swedish, he'd be drafted. <laughs> it's true. He added an extra S to Anderson for his draft year, maybe a couple of years before, so he would get more attention from Smart. scouts. They would think he was a Swede, and it worked. <laughs> well, he Park was Ridge, Illinois, Stockholm, Sweden, same town. It worked. He was drafted twice. Same town. I can't tell the difference. Yep. All right, before we reveal number one, we want to tell you that CHGO has a weekly Pickaxe and NFL Survivor Contest 
for everyone to participate in for real money. Here's how you enter. Head to splashsports.com slash CHGO. You can follow the link in our description as well. And sign up. <clears throat> Deposit cash to get started, and it's just $10 to enter either contest. The CHGO Weekly NFL Pickax Contest. First prize takes home $2,700. Second prize, $1,800. Third prize, $1,350. Fourth prize, $900. Fifth through seventh, $450. Eighth and ninth, $315. Tenth place, $270. You're going to win some money playing in these contests. In the Survivor Contest, $4,500 winner take all. We'll be running weekly contests all year, so be sure to keep that link handy. The NFL kicks off very, very soon. Jump in. And if you want to run your own contest and you're tired of being the commissioner on leagues, chasing people down with none of the reward, you can sign up to be a commissioner right through the link and earn money for the contest you're already running with friends and family. Head to splashsports.com slash CHGO to join in. We'll have different contests coming out, so we are stoked to compete with you and against you all. We're going to take your money. Be sure to click our link in the description to join us again that is splashsports.com slash chgo you know what else is making a splash beer in always your, in your belly goose island beer to be exact they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at chgo and they have been chicago's beer since 1988 <laughs> and it is september 1st hockey is coming back this month and also coming out this month is Goose Island's Oktoberfest, a great way to get us through the rest of summer and into the fall spirits is Goose Island's Oktoberfest beer, delicious way to ring in the uh, cooling temperatures. That'll happen for a little bit, not, not this weekend, but in a little bit, it'll start cooling down. Uh, you also got the Beer Hug IPA family, uh, the dark beers the ipas that were going to uh also help us as the temperature goes down you got the full pocket pills the everyday beer what the goose island beer brewers are drinking the 312 the golden cans the wheat ale the staple of goose island's beer roster and of course you got the bourbon county uh stouts that are going to be coming out as well we're going to transition to some darker beer weather some darker beer uh temp uh darker beer flavors coming from goose island so keep your eye out for that you can grab all of these and more ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at goose islands two local locations here in chicago you can go to their uh, original brew house on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or you can go to their tap room on fulton street in west town again that's the goose island beer company chicago's beer before we move on to number one, I wanted to share a painful memory from the Chelios Red Wings trade. Oh, sure. The wounds are open. Pours one of my uh, friends in college was like, hey, I know you really like hockey, and I thought this this newspaper cover was really cool. I can't remember if it was the Daily Herald or the Southtown because I immediately threw it away. But it, it's, <laughs> the headline said about face, and it was Chris Chelios, and over his face was the Red Wings logo. So. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> you were a good friend. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was the old Columbia Chronicle because I was writing for them, and I remember writing a scathing column about how much that just broke me as a Blackhawks fan. And, nice. Uh, I was just trying to find it. You still it. have it? Uh, yeah, it's in my basement somewhere. Oh, you got to read it. We're going to have you read it on the show next time you... Uh... I should have brought it. I was just trying to find it online in, like, the digital whatever. We still I got a couple weeks to... Yeah. Until training camp starts. So sure. it's still off-season content. Bring it in. We'll give you the whole hour to just well, Amazing, go. yeah. It's what, not that long, but. What grinds I'll my gears? Slowly. Go on Ugh. a rant. We'll let you have the mic. 
Still sick over that. I can, I can still see her like, isn't this nice? Don't you? Shut up. Dumbass. <laughs> anyway. All right. This brings us to number one. Yeah, let's end on a high note. August 16th, 1996. Was the first swift kick in the nuts? Yes, or not. The, one, uh, the one that <laughs> this, this yeah. trade started the rapid decline of this organization. Yes, Jeremy Roenick traded to the Phoenix Coyotes for a first-round pick to turn into Ty Jones, Craig Mills, and Alexei Zhamnov. Um, Zhamnov went on to have some good seasons in Chicago, but was not the guy he was sold to be by Bob Pulford, who called him Magic Johnson on skates. Not quite. Well, in fairness, Magic Johnson actually had good players to pass to. Yeah. Alex Jamnov did not. In 528 games in Chicago, Alex Jamnov had 424 points. Which is not terrible. Again. What did Jeremy Roenick do after he left? Scored lots of goals. A lot. A lot more than that. Again, this is another trade where completely swinging, missing on the first round pick Mm -hmm. makes it a lot worse. Ty Jones never played in the NHL? He played a handful of games. And when I mean a handful, I mean you could count them you on You can count them on hands. one hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not maybe, maybe only one. And the worst part about the Ty Jones, not the worst part, the worst part was he was a bum and never produced anything. Uh, but they actually had... No, he did play in the NHL. Yeah, he played uh, 14, 14 games. games. Six of them with the Florida Panthers. Eight games with the Blackhawks. And they gave him number 27. <laughs> that just made, like, <laughs> really? Did. Really? Yeah. Like, they could not wait to give somebody else number 27. Jesus. Just a complete jerk-off move. Sorry, it the, was. Like, this guy was a first-round pick in 1997. In his draft year, he had 54 points in 67 games with Spokane in the WHL and 202 penalty minutes. Yeah, he was a tough guy. He's a power forward. Different NHL. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the rest of, like, that draft, it wasn't a great draft. I mean, you could have had Brendan Morrow, who had a nice long career. Um, That's about it. (laughs) Should have tanked for Joe Thornton. I don't know what the 97 Blackhawks were thinking. But uh, after, like, the top four, that draft really takes a – Marion Hosa went 12. Could you imagine if he would have dropped? Well, they took Dan Cleary 13. One pick after Marion Hossa went to the center. So you got Dan Cleary. And then would you t- have rather have had Marion Hossa have Dan Cleary's Blackhawks career or Marion Hossa have his own Blackhawks career? Uh, well, they never would have had to trade for him in 2009 because he would have already been here. He would have been traded. <laughs> uh, for the record, after that trade was made, Jeremy Roenick had 620 points, Alexei Jamnov 452. Yeah. So that, if we're not talking Thomas Tatar and Gustav Nyquist here, where they're the right, same guy no, by no. any means. But again, if you draft, if you if that draft pick hits, and you get a middle six NHLer, yeah, for six to ten years, sure. that trade looks better. But the and Jamnoff was a good player. Yeah, criminally underrated here in Chicago because of, because of the ill will because. They traded him. He was acquired for a legend. And he wasn't the same player. Yeah. Like, totally apples and oranges the way those two played the game. Now, Alex Jamnock on a line with Jeremy Roenick would have been fun to watch. I mean, uh, who said in the chat? Uh, Lebowski said, nope, nope, nope. Who was it? And you, yeah, you, it was Lebowski. Jamnov would have been the perfect 2C on the Cup teams. That's yeah. exactly right. Alexei Jamnov was exactly what the Hawks were trying to find and having to find with Brad Richards and Michael Hanzus yeah. and Anton Vermette and all the guys yeah. they kind of brought in on the fly to solve that problem. 
Jamnov would have been per that's exactly what they needed. A two-way forward, uh, playmaker, guy that could score, but he was not the kind of guy to be the next star of your team. Yeah. He just wasn't. Jam he, I, I will say he made Tony Amante a lot of money. They he sure set did. up a lot of pucks for Tony Amante, yeah. for sure. Jamnov is a guy that you want to add to that 96-97 Blackhawks team that had Amante and Roenick and Chelios yeah. and Belfour yep. to put him over the top. He would have been yep. the final piece of the puzzle that maybe would have helped them beat the Avalanche in 96. Um, but, again, you trade Jeremy Roenick, who was an icon, one of the most popular players in franchise history, definitely the most popular player on the team at that point and had been for the last six years. One of the most popular in years. the NHL. You trade him, you trade a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, you trade him for you trade a, a, a great goal scorer for a great player for a good player. Good player, yeah. Meh, borderline very good player. And then that first round pick turns out to be absolutely nothing. Uh, that's what what hurts. Again, if you get Zamnoff and uh, something out of that first round pick, you're not as pissed off. Anything, just like those two draft picks for the Chelios trade. Any, if either of those guys hit and you get a guy, yeah, you know, you anything. get, you get, you know, uh, a contributor, yeah. then you don't care that much. Somebody it, in the column. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say to, to build upon that. I, I think that's why a lot of people are excited for what's coming next with the Blackhawks is because they traded a young Kirby Doc. They traded young Alex DeBrinket and you've got. Frank Nazar, you have Kevin Korczynski yeah. coming out of these things, and that's why I think the writing is on the wall that those guys have the ability to be really good, maybe even better than the guys they were traded for. So I think why there's so much optimism from Blackhawks fans is that, well, we have a GM that kind of can, can find those things, can find yeah. guys that look like they're going to pan out and not just kind of roll the dice and, well, maybe if you squint hard enough, this guy might be an NHL player. Like It looks like there's a lot of like good coming from those trades. So I, it's it gives me optimism. Somebody commented earlier. I think it was Michael Michael Tolly uh, said, uh, "Be interesting how different this list is going to be in ten, in ten years." And yeah, I mean, if yeah. Kevin Korczynski turns out to be that number one defenseman for a long period of time, that trades for for Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, that, that trades on here. That that yeah. Kirby Doc trade could land. The Brendan Hagel. I put the Hagel Brendan, trade could I be, put yeah. Brendan Hagel on this list as my number ten. Just because yeah. I think the long we've sure. already seen good return on that, yeah, and it's a memorable trade because it was the trade that started the teardown. Yeah, absolutely. Good or bad, it's a memorable trade. That was Kyle Davidson saying, "Hey, this is what I do. Let's roll." Yeah. All right, we got to get out of the way for the Cubs. They are uh, yes, they game just, one of a doubleheader. Yes. Game one doubleheader. We're only rushing because they won. At the We're Cubs lost, we'd keep two going. post game shows today, yes. as far as I know. Right? Double duty. Well, double yeah, sort of. It. Today, this first one's a post slash just kind of getting up with uh, you know it's, it's September first. Prospects come up, so. Nice. Oh, sort of okay. that, and then later it'll be a post-game member. Really. So All right, the they'll back. be with you next, and uh, we're back here. Tuesday. We're off Monday for Labor Day. Hope everybody has a nice, safe, happy holiday. We will send out the mailbag tweet uh, probably Monday or Sunday, and you can send your questions there. You can also email us, blackhawks at allchgo.com. And rest assured, those of you looking for uh, 98C shirts, we will let the powers that be know that we need more shirts made. And I do have a super chat we need to address real quick, too, that I forgot about. A $2 super chat from Logan yeah. says, the Selkie sounds cool, but what about that Bergeron trophy? Yeah. This sounds like a fun topic. 
as we as the I, summer wraps up. I would uh, I would just support that change. Either as the summer wraps up, or that could be a really nice uh, bye week slash all star week topic. Yeah. I'll be in Disney, Disney World. World. Oh, fun! Well, nobody asked you. Also, oh. uh, if you haven't, there is a uh, little Google form floating out there on uh, all CH or uh, CHGO underscore Blackhawks Twitter. Uh, regarding NHL 24 content that we're going to be bringing uh, you guys this year, fill it out. Just give us a it gives us a little bit of an idea of uh, how best to serve the uh, gaming content community uh, and what we can bring from uh, NHL 24 to the CHGO Blackhawks fans. So if you haven't done that, go do that. Gives us an idea of what we can do to have some fun. Yes, I'm going to find that tweet and actually pin it Perfect. Uh, to our profile so it's very easy to find. So that'll be pinned in a matter of moments. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed uh, Rank Week here at CHGO. And hope you have a great weekend. For Greg and Mario and Lawrence, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.